Welcome back to a new episode of The Merge Feast. We are back with season 46 of Survivor. And I don't know about you guys, but this was a great first episode. Um, my name is Blake. I'm here with Logan and Brandon. You guys should know us. Um, but I want to start off by reading what Tevin kind of introed this season with, if you guys are good with that. Let's hear it. All right. So Survivor is 18 people coming together from all different walks of life. And they are here all together at one time, having to trust each other, build a society, play challenges with each other with different strengths, different weaknesses, and to be able to trust one another while not trusting anyone because you are playing a game built on deceit. And you have to be vulnerable and you have to be authentically yourself. And you have to overcome and adapt to all the challenges in which they are guaranteed to face because that is what Survivor is about. But it is at that moment right there that makes the game so worth playing. And I'm ready for it. What an opening. I thought that was fantastic. And the way kind of just played through, I loved it. I thought he explained that perfectly. A uh, completely unique way to open a season. I think I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's probably the first time that a season of Survivor hasn't opened with Jeff's voice. So definitely a cool and kind of different way to approach the beginning of a season. So I loved it. Absolutely. I, I don't think there's any better words for that, uh, but I'm with you. I, I don't remember a season where it didn't start off with Jeff and uh, I don't know. It got me very, very excited. Um, I mean, just right from the beginning. So a heck of a way to start the f season 46. Well, what, uh, before we kind of go through the entire episode, let's just hear your guys's kind of first takes. What what'd you guys think? I definitely thought it was a great first episode. I enjoyed it from beginning to end and I didn't think it felt like two hours. I feel like I always say that it never feels like the full amount, but I definitely felt that this time it, uh, I think we're in for a, uh, great, great season. I, I'm really happy with the cast so far. I think uh, this year is definitely a group. So I definitely think it'll be a, a fun season and really excited to see what's what come. Yeah, I am very optimistic about season 46. So far, there's been already a pretty good handful of the cast members that have stuck out to me both in a positive way and a negative way uh the challenges or one of the challenges kind of had a new twist on it we saw a 500 pound gecko we'll get to that in a little bit but i'm pumped to see what a very interesting group of cast members uh have in store for us what about you blake i agree it seems like a very eclectic group of people. Um, but it also feels like, and 
Jeff kind of alluded to this in a podcast I was listening to. Um, but it, it seems like just kind of first impressions are almost like, okay, this is the first group from the new age that is going to kind of take control of the game and not just react to what the game throws at them. And I don't know. It uh, It's a strong group. Uh, it's going to be hard to live up to last last season, but it's starting off very, very good. I, I really enjoy a lot of these people, even the ones that I don't love for the game, the ones I hope don't make it very far. Um, I still really enjoy them as and in their character. We're off to a better start this season. <laughs> yeah, nobody's quit so far. So well, well, <laughs> don't go nobody, that far. Nobody has voluntarily left the game. Okay, <laughs> because let's—I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. Because we did kind of have a quitter this first first episode with uh, Jelinski, um, and he quit in what two of the challenges essentially not challenges but yeah i mean, talk about that brandon well <laughs> he quit in he didn't quit in any of the team challenges he quit in the sweat challenge and he quit in the journey challenge both uh challenges that he voluntarily went on yeah needed to I... go on yeah, he definitely took control of his game, and it did not work out. Oh, yeah, got an immediate target on his back. So, yeah. not, not a not a strong way to start the game. Not at all. And I thought I was gonna like him from kind of the the initial moments, and I thought him and and Q might be a really good kind of strong duo, but uh, it just didn't work out like that. Well, let's, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, kind of jumping towards like the end of what he said, but like after everything, he thought it was a blindside, and I was just confused on that. So I, that's one thing that I want to talk about later. So just make uh, a... I, his his exit, I have a lot of opinions on as well. That, yeah, uh, we, we, we can get to that. We can get to that. <laughs> so, sorry to interrupt there, but go ahead, Blake. No, I was just going to say, let's uh, let's hop to the beginning. Uh, we've got three tribes again, uh, 18 people total, three tribes. We've got the purple tribe, which is Yanu, the green tribe, which is Sika, and the orange tribe, which is Nami. So, I mean, do we just kind of want to go through the entire episode and kind of talk about what we thought of each thing? or? Yeah, let's... Uh... Let's uh, go over that marooning challenge. Because that, to me, like, sets up who kind of dominates the episode. I like it. So, yeah. In kind of true Survivor fashion, we have a challenge right off the bat. Right as soon as the uh, contestants get onto the island. And uh, pretty straightforward survivor type puzzle and the winner gets their tribal or gets their camp supplies and the challenge was basically 
to navigate an obstacle course. So you're going to pair up. You're going to go under a mud net, grab your giant puzzle pieces, bring them back to your mat, and repeat. And then you're going to put the puzzle piece together and then get your flint. And that's that's the the, uh, the challenge. Very straightforward. Yeah, and right off the bat, I feel like Orange hopped out to an early lead. Uh, I'm going to really struggle with remembering the names of the tribes, but uh, Orange, so Nami, they jumped out to an early lead. And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they held that lead pretty much the entire time. Yeah. yeah I think they, they felt... I think they didn't they fall behind at one point grabbing the pieces, but they quickly gained that back. Yeah, they recovered in the puzzle, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So Nami was uh we've got we've got Venus, Tevin, Soda, Randon, Liz, and Hunter. Yeah, that's it's a strong team. Yeah, so far, just again, not to jump too far ahead, the the team to beat, but in the marooning challenge, the second place team, which was the Green Tribe Sega, they got to choose they didn't get their supplies, but they got to choose whether they went and did the sweat challenge or the savvy challenge. And they chose savvy and sent purple Yanu tribe on the sweat challenge. Yeah, let's talk about those challenges. I like that the savvy challenge seemed more obtainable than last time because last year was the one that like I think it was a several like step process and we all were like there's no way we would have been able to figure that out. I thought this was something that they definitely could have figured it out but yeah, were they clear on how much time Savvy had? I don't mm-hmm. remember. Not that I remember. I did not see. So what I thought was interesting, and I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this, but it almost seemed like to me these were as close to impossible as you could get. Like you really had to think outside the box and on the sweat seemed like they would have really had to just crush it physically to get it. Um, because on the savvy challenge, it they were basically trying to find the number code for this lock. And it was a, was it like a, like a word scramble where they had to find the words. But in the instructions, it said something about, so you can find what's missing and they had to get the missing characters and rearrange them. And like, it almost seemed like it would have really taken a lot to figure that out. Yeah, that was, I mean, like you said, thinking outside the box that just, I don't know a lot of players that would have been able to put together what it was. Cause essentially in the word search what did they do they just they found all of the the numbers in the word search and then the letters that were left over spelled out a clue but it wasn't like those letters were words they were just kind of scrambled throughout so i don't know how anybody 
you know, three days into Survivor or whatever it was, let alone 25 days into Survivor, would have been able to even figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I could see if the words that they were finding were not, like, not numbers. If it was tree, beach, rock, then it's like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Let's read through this clue again and see. But, I mean, I have no idea. And it almost seemed like there was not a number, so they couldn't have gotten it unlocked. Yeah, there were six numbers on the the keypad, and I think that there were ten numbers available on the the word search itself, right? Right. So I'm kind of curious if they'll um, if it would have been what the the code was, or if they would have said, "Hey, you found it," like you solved it kind of a deal. Um, but I'm also curious if they will um, bring this back for one down the road. Remember, because was it last season they did mm-hmm. that? We saw that that challenge twice and neither neither person completed it or even attempted it. But I'm yeah. curious if they bring this one back. Yeah, it's definitely one, like, thinking about it when I was watching them, it was almost something that they could have accidentally stumbled into the solution just because it was, like, I think the answer was, what, just to dig underneath the, either the word search or the lock itself? Right. Yeah, it was it was dig, dig underneath the, the lock itself. But uh, the, I will say uh, the Savvy Challenge had our first alliance uh, show up with the, the dumb and dumber alliance <laughs> between Charlie and Ben. So w- the first of many alliances that we got to see this season so far. But uh, I think we need to talk about the sweat challenge. And Logan, I think it's appropriate since you picked Jelinski to be on your tribe last week that you walk us through that sweat challenge. Okay. I think that's fair. So uh, for the sweat challenge, they had two large pots that they had to collect water and fill those pots up. The buckets that they had to collect water from the ocean uh, was were fairly small and had, I want to say, what five holes in it it seemed like four on the side and then one underneath um so i had to collect water in it and then basically run up to fill the bucket the like the pot up and i guess jelinski uh decided to call it quits because in his mind several hours meant seven and they only had about four based on the timer and thought that there was no way that they would complete it and so they called it quits about halfway through and just gave up so was kind of an interesting move and i don't know if i've ever heard that several means seven so um the definition of several is an indefinite number more than two and fewer than many. What's the definition of many? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. 
a large number of people or things a large number of period so he might be onto something with several meaning seven honestly it's more than a few and less than many that's more than two and less more than two excuse me then what's a few a few i think is a few means a small number a few is more than two and not many less than (laughs) several Several and a few. So you got a couple, which is two. A couple is always two. Sure. Then a few. And then several. And then many. And then you've got a boatload. And then a smorgasbord. (laughs) (laughs) Who's on first, right? He gave us some funny lines. I'll give him. I'll give Jelinski that. He did. <laughs> what are you guys gonna do if I start talking about myself in third person? You know, <laughs> it just means you're confident. I had a, I had a, I had a teacher that that did that in like seventh grade, and I always thought it was very weird. But Q, man, he. Uh... He was the other guy that participated in in the sweat challenge. It was Q and Jelinski. Man, Q's a stud. I love his work ethic. I hope he's not on a tribe that just really sucks it up because I like the way he thinks about the game so far. I like his worth and work ethic and grit. Um, he's a stud. Yeah, you know how I knew that uh, Q was going to be good in this game because you picked him. Well, that and he's he's one of 17 oh, yeah. kids in his family. Yeah. Big family, 13 brothers and four sisters. Oof. So, you know, he's got to work to to get to where he's going in that house. A lot of competition. For real. Ooh. Whenever they first said that, I, I questioned, did I hear that correctly? Yeah, that's wild. That's like you're you're just pregnant your entire life, right? <laughs> That's my grandma. My grandma's one of sixteen children, so it reminded me of her. But like, whew. That's crazy. Well, and I mean, probably not great odds that they're all from the same parents, but still. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit concerned. With the Yanu, or yeah, the Yanu tribe that Q's on, because they seem like they might be the the tribe that is going to be a little bit of a mess this season, just based off of this opening episode. I would agree. I think they they have a, a long way to come, and I hope that it's not them this season. That's kind of in the dumps all season. I think it, I hope it's maybe a little more even throughout. I don't know. I hate that the once one team always feels like they get left out of everything, but yeah, I agree. I wish they would share the love a little bit. Um, while we're on Yanu, I'm curious to hear what you guys think about Jess so far. I think she has potential. I think she could use some coaching in the way um what what's her name from last season 
Emily. Emily had. I think she is very smart and could be very, very good at the game. I think it's her social kind of awkwardness that she talked about and all that wasn't there and kind of um, hindering her. And obviously getting some sleep would help too. But the, from the way she was talking and some of the ideas she had, I think, I think she could be good at the game just depending on if she can break out of that shell in my opinion just based off of what i saw and i know that the sleep deprivation probably contributes to how she was but i would be very hesitant if i'm in her tribe to want to work with her just because she seems like she's her very unpredictable mm-hmm. with her thoughts. And I just, ooh, that feels like a risk to be uh, aligned with, with uh, that type of personality. I don't know. What about you, Blake? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it, I think she has a shot. I, I definitely see the potential there as well. And I'm not just saying that because I picked her and I believe she was my first pick. Um, but I, I do see the potential there. I'm a little fearful that she's not going to have enough time. If they lose again, I mean, she's going to have to turn it on and turn it on quick. So she's going to have to get a full night's sleep, get some food, start feeling better. And I don't know. Part of me also wonders if, if she's going to be kind of that redemption story um, or not redemption, but like the one that kind of figures themselves out. So like Emily was last year and then before the year before that, or the season before that was um, Carolyn. Both people that we didn't think were going to last very long at all and turned out to be one of the coolest characters or coolest contestants, I guess I should say. So I'm I'm kind of holding out hope that Jess is that person and really figures it and herself out because uh, I think she could be really, really good from the strategy side of things. Yeah, I agree. Um, since we're uh, still on the subject of Yanu, um, what do you guys think of Banu? Okay, let me look and see, remind myself who was on Banu. We have... Banu was on Yanu. I meant <laughs> Yanu. <laughs> Banu's the uh, um, the guy from India where he just got citizenship. And I think he is going to be one of my favorites. Uh, he's a little all over the place, wears his emotions on his sleeve, um, very emotional. But I don't know. He's just a fun guy. I really like just how he seems to think about the game so far. So I'm I'm a fan. That was that was kind of how I felt. He's got his heart on his sleeve. He's very clearly a fan of Survivor. Um, and just very enthusiastic, happy to be there. So I'm, 
I hope he goes a long way and he doesn't flame out because he sure. seems like a, a fun guy to root for. Absolutely. Definitely had a lot of passion. I think I think he could be a lot of fun to watch, like you guys said. It's a good word for it, passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you guys caught it, but uh, whenever um, they sit down in tribal council, Jeff says, grab your torch and the game fire represents life. Yeah. And he, he word, you could see him word that. Yeah. Yeah. So he definitely has some passion behind survivor. Yeah. Yanu is an interesting triumph, honestly, and not to like go through every contestant because I, we don't have time to do that, but like Tiffany, Tiffany's already playing the game hard too. Already yes. like already found a beware advantage. Already like did all the things that she has to do to like make the or get the immunity idol and earn her vote back. Which, what did you guys think about that? With hey, you get you don't have your vote until and you don't get the clue until you guys lose a challenge. So in a way, she just couldn't complete that next part of that until they lost the challenge but that didn't matter about her vote until they I don't know it was just kind of a I felt like it was a kind of a weird setup did you I'm I'm okay with it um the only thing that I was a little fearful of is like oh man somebody's going to get just so hungry for this that they're not going to look big picture and they're going to be okay throwing the challenge because they'll have an idol and then they can get somebody out that they want. It didn't seem to play out like that. It, it definitely seemed like she still wanted to win, but then when she didn't, it was like, Hey, that's all right. Because I still, you know, have this opportunity. So I'm glad it didn't play out like that, but it, it was, it didn't bother me. I don't think. I actually, I loved this idea for the beware advantage. Cause we've obviously seen a lot of, very cool and interesting twists as far as the beware advantage goes. But I like the idea of having to kind of wrestle with yourself of do we, do I throw this challenge so I can get my vote? Like that's interesting to me to see how somebody would have to navigate that. Obviously they ended up losing the challenge anyway, so we didn't really get to see that scenario play out but it's possible that the other two tribes have that exact same situation that could pop up in future episodes so if that is the case i will be very i'll be very uh curious to see what happens with the beware advantage yeah it is kind of on another i guess piece she found that fairly quickly I wonder how, like, if that's the quickest it's ever been found or what. But I feel like that was, and completed it all, all in all. I thought it was pretty impressive. Yeah, they they sure packed a ton into this first episode, and I knew they were going to with it being two hours. I was like, holy moly, we've had three challenges. It felt like it wasn't really, but um, with the with the journey got an idol found a, a beware advantage 
I mean, it seemed like it checked off every single box for that first episode. Yeah, and not to not to be stuck on the beware advantage, but she seemed like she was fluent, Tiffany, in whatever alien <laughs> wingdings language that was, because it, was it sure sure seemed like she was like, oh yeah, I I studied this in college and just <laughs> deciphered it and was on her way. I, I didn't see it, so props to her because that was it was impressive. She was wheeling and dealing and I think probably got a little lucky. I mean, I, there's not many, I guess, not many words that are three letters that are as commonly used as the. And I think she got really lucky with picking the and it just worked out. Hey, you don't win Survivor without a little bit of luck, so. Amen. Well, um, so after after that, we did we talk about the other names for the other alliances? Because I felt like there were a ton this episode. No, the only one we've talked about is the Dumb and Dumber between uh, Charlie. That was his name, yeah, Charlie and Ben. Because we were talking about the the Sweat versus Savvy Challenge, and kind of ended that with you know that's. That was the first alliance. What was do you and I'm not gonna remember who all was in which alliance, but do you guys remember some of those names? Yeah, I remember I remember two of them. Or three of them if you count Dumb and Dumber, but the Andy Griffith alliance between uh Nami tribe members Hunter and Tevin. They both kind of bonded over the fact that they love a fifty year old show, the Andy Griffith show. Great show. Um, and then the Charlie's Angel Alliance, which was the three women on the Sega tribe plus Charlie from Sega. So Charlie, uh, Charlie's in like three alliances. Only in two of them are named. He's also kind of hanging with the uh, the guys in that alliance as well, or in that tribe as well. But those are the three that I can remember. I don't know if there were more. Yeah, I feel like we got more of that this first episode than we've really ever seen. So I was I was all about it. Um, so let's see here. What happened after the sweat versus savvy? Where are we at on that? Is that when the journey happened? Did the journey? Yeah, the journey happened before the immunity challenge. Okay. So I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it, it, I think it definitely did. Um, okay. So journey challenge, three different people went, um, who all went, who was on that? Um, Tevin, Maria and Jelinski. So, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but the journey was somebody like you had to see if you could trust the people without giving much information or time. So there were three cards, a skull card, a torch card, and a vote card. And they mixed them up. Everybody drew a card. If you had the torch card, 
then so if you had the torch card you had to announce it and then whoever like the uh, the people with the two other cards had to try to convince the person with the torch card that they had the vote card if that makes sense and then they both had to basically convince Maria because she's the one that got the torch card which one actually had it did I get that right yeah yeah that was that was great and I think it was on again a completely unique challenge for survivor as far as the journey challenges go basically hey see if you can read your cast members if they're telling the truth or lying to you and this was the we've already talked about Jelinski kind of giving up on challenges and this was again a challenge where Jelinski gave up so again Maria had the torch Tevin had the vote card Jelinski had the skull card and Jelinski's job was obviously to lie and try to convince Maria to say that he had the vote card so he could get the extra vote and she lost her vote and what does Jelinski do he lies for a little bit and then is like I give up I can't do this I can't deceive you I have the skull card I'll lose my vote you two get your extra votes Well, she pressured him on just a little bit and said, like, if I find out that you're lying, I'm going to basically tell all these, like, tell everybody this and that. And as soon as she came back with that, he like, he was like, all right, I'm full. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Jelinski, not built for Survivor. I wonder how his sales are, because is he able to sell some slot machines if he's not able to? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> get a little bit of pushback yeah here, here i'll buy the slot machine for you i want you to have it that's probably <laughs> what he does uh, hey when jelinski is selling slot machines jelinski <laughs> will make you a good deal <laughs> oh man that guy yeah I I thought the move by Maria was awesome. I mean, it I think it told her a lot. One that hey, I can I don't have to just guess. I can manipulate things a little bit. You know, she now has a ton of trust in Tevin because hey, he was honest with her. I mean, obviously he had to be, but she'll probably see it as he was being honest. And then it's like, dang, Jelinski would lie to me. And then also will come clean. So I can't really trust him. It doesn't really matter for her now, but I just imagine if, if he made it to the merge with her, like, I don't think they would have bonded over that. She wouldn't have trusted him. Yeah. I don't know. I thought like, she could say, oh, I'm going to tell people that you lied to me. But, like, that was literally the game. 
so like it's not it wasn't designed for him to just fold the way that he did so like okay you want to hold me lying against you that was literally the instructions of the game was for me to try to convince you so i could gain an advantage that i had the vote card so and i i'm totally with you what i what i think was a good move about that was that she was able to kind of spin it a totally different direction because she you know she would have done the exact same thing and lied through her teeth everybody would have but the fact that she was able to manipulate that and oh yeah turns out that Jelinski was dumb enough to believe her and and let that manipulate him i think was awesome yeah yeah i'll give her that yeah but yeah being able to read that she could Cause she could have, cause she did say like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not done. I'm going to try again. Like she very well could have been like, all right, Tevin's telling the truth, but yeah, to, to push back and uh, actually get hit Jelinski without knowing that he's already folded on a challenge once to fold again is actually great TV. For sure. <laughs> and I'll be curious to see what, uh, what else Maria does, because if she can show that, like now that, you know, thinking outside of the box, playing in the gray, able to manipulate people. She's playing like if she continues her the rest of her game like that move. I think it could be pretty impressive. Did did they say that that extra vote is that just for the next tribal council or is that do they get to keep that? I don't think they specified. Okay. But I, I do think we need to talk about the reaction that the Yanu tribe had to Jelinski folding in the journey challenge. Because they were not happy with him. And they weren't happy with his reasoning. Because his reasoning, they were like, you, you couldn't lie to just a couple of strangers? What's your problem? And like his thing was, well... We could use that later down the road. Like, well, what are you talking about down the road for? We're right here. It doesn't even make sense. I think that's a mistake that people fall into actually fairly frequently, especially in the last, probably in the new age. Everybody is playing like they've made the merge instead of to get to the merge. There's obvious exceptions mm-hmm. to that rule, but and and it's smart too if it works out but it almost seemed like he was thinking about how is this going to set me up if the three of us get to the merge like this will guarantee my in with them he was not thinking about his tribe because i think because he had that alliance already he was confident that hey i'll just maybe i can do both and make it work and fine, but then he failed to explain it in a way that made him look okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say he could have just gone back and like lied to his tribe, but that wouldn't have made sense since he couldn't lie in the challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> he would have folded again. Yeah. But I don't think, like, because I'm with you, like, I... I I've been kind of beating that drum 
for years of people are way like you think way too much about the merge. Like you have to get to the merge to be able to think about the merge. So set yourself up for that first. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's interesting. There's multiple ways to do that. If you just crush it in challenges and, and some of that is out of your control, obviously, but you can have a horrible social game and focus just on the challenges and make the merge, or you can, I mean, have a terrible challenge game, lose every single one like we saw in past seasons, but have a good enough social game to where you get to the merge. So it's, it's fun to me to see which people are able to do the combination of both. I think that's where you find like the strongest players. So that's, that's kind of what I'm most interested to see and pay attention to over the next couple of weeks. Where are we at? The immunity challenge? I think so. I think so. Sweet. The gecko. This was I, a new challenge, wasn't it? I think so. I It was. I loved it. I did because, too. Like, okay, so <laughs> the challenge is you have to, as a team, carry a 500-pound, 15-foot gecko through an obstacle course and then build a puzzle at the end. And... I like I loved the gecko and it was one of those things where I was like why a gecko what what was what was the decision there but I loved it it's a very physically demanding challenge that required teamwork and in true survivor fashion ended with a puzzle where once again the the Nami tribe won immunity I thought the Gecko was kind of random as well, and then obviously had they had a little cutscene that showed a little wild gecko. But I thought having a new challenge, first episode, it was a fun challenge. I enjoyed it all around, and I was thinking, I was like, man, five hundred pounds! I think that is a ton of weight. Thinking about it, I mean, still a lot of weight per person breaks down to like eighty-three pounds a person, so still a lot of weight per person, but. Um, obviously having to lift it up over the, the obstacles and all, it was definitely a, like a team challenge and I, I really enjoyed it. When they were lifting it up, having to lift it up over that gate, I was, I was so afraid somebody was going to get hurt. Have it like oh, fall down on them. Mm-hmm. Break I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I'm with you guys. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, Again, kind of weird. I'm also curious on the note of things being like different, weird, like kind of random. The immunity idols, they were like some sort, I don't remember the name for them, but uh, like some sort of like Asian culture. Um, And then same with the set. The the set seemed very... The tribal council? Yeah. It was awesome. It was super, mm-hmm. super cool. I've never seen anything like that, though. And it, well, maybe when it was in... When it was in China. Right. Or Thailand. Yeah. Thailand. I actually just finished that season, by the way. But 
I don't know. It just it surprised me um, because so many of the the Fiji episodes are or seasons are the same or really really similar. Um, but I don't know. So sorry to get away from the immunity challenge, but that just made me think of it because the of the gecko being kind of different and random. Yeah, no, that was the yeah the tribal council set was amazing. But yeah, the challenge, uh, like we said, Nami again continue their domination in the challenges one immunity and Sega one immunity as well we've obviously kind of foreshadowed it throughout this episode that the yanu tribe was going to tribal council and i mean basically wh- what was it between jelinski and jess mm-hmm. yep and there for a minute i, I definitely thought it it was kind of up in the air i wasn't sure how they were going to take that so jess didn't do herself any favors but she didn't really hurt herself didn't really help herself but jelinski like totally fell on his face yeah as soon as Jeff asked more questions about what what went on and what was happening, like diving deeper, I knew it was not going to go well for him. And I thought that was honestly kind of the turning point. I think they kind of had their mind made up on who they were going to vote, but that just sealed the deal for it. Yeah, I was actually happy to see Jeff press Jelinski like that because I feel like, and he said it in an interview uh, with Rob Sesternino that he was going to really kind of starting to get his edge back with like kind of starting with the s- stabbing the rice with the knife last season. But I kind of felt the old Jeff in that moment where he could have like just been like, yeah, Jelinski, that's your game. But he was like, uh, that's two stories now that uh, aren't really lining up with each other. What's going on with that? So I was happy to see him do that. And then one time didn't even say, well, you can't say that you're not going to quit if you've already quit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he was really pushing hard and I I liked it. I definitely have high hopes and was rooting really hard for Jess to stay. Um, Obviously, she was my first pick in the draft last week or last uh, last episode, but um, I was not only was I not a fan of Jelinski, but I think Jess has a ton of potential. So I'm curious to see how she moves forward. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's obviously going to be contingent on Yanu's success at the immunity challenge. Cause I do think, like you said earlier in the episode, Blake, like she's going to need more time to kind of write that ship, if you will. But I hope that she gets a chance to kind of change her perception with her tribe mates. But, uh, so obviously like Jelinski got voted out. Right. And Logan, you were talking earlier about like how Jelinski felt blindsided, blindsided mm-hmm. in his, his little like exit confessional where he was like, ah, I felt like we had a good thing going. I felt blindsided. I was like, how long you played for three days? How long did you think you were in the game? 
Like he was talking like he got he was like took sixth place or something. Yeah, it just seemed weird to me. It was like he was not playing the same game as somebody as everybody else, and I, it was definitely confusing. Me and Sydney both looked at each other like, did did he just say he was blindsided? But it it was it was interesting. It was unanimous, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was. Man. All because you quit challenges, basically? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh it's a weird one. I've never really I don't know. It was a unique first exit. It was, and like you said, like I, I'm very glad it was him rather than Jess because of the potential Jess has, and Jelinski just seemed kind of like a liability. So uh, I think that was obviously the right move, but definitely happy that's the way it ended. For sure. What? Uh, so I really have kind of two more questions. Um. And then kind of survivor of the week, if we still want to do that. So both questions are, are pretty similar. Do you think Nami is by far the strongest tribe or has it been close enough where you think there will be some back and forth or are they going to run away with it? I definitely think they're up there with the strongest tribe. I think it would be kind of hard to say they're not when they dominated both challenges so well this this first episode obviously things are going to change people are going to get tired hungry not have the energy so it'll it'll be interesting to see how that changes but right now they've they've shown their dominance so you've got to respect that and i think give that to them so my if my concern with Nami is that I feel like there's going to be fractures in that tribe, just even kind of based off of scenes from the next episode. But the Sega tribe, while they've been like, they've been right there mm. in all the challenges and they seem to be a cohesive unit. So I think that it might be like a 1A, 1B situation with Namu, Nami and uh, Siga. These names are just <laughs> hard to... You're combining them? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I don't want to write... I don't want to write off Yanu yet because we've... We only have a really small sample size, so... Absolutely. But definitely, it, it feels like it's going to be a Nami Sega type of pre merge in the season. Yeah, I could see I could see Yanu getting a slow start, but kind of coming back strong. Maybe maybe possibly losing next week, and then uh, then coming back and being in the mix because I think they're just still getting to know each other and figure themselves out. But I don't know. Um, my my second question was who would you say I don't want to do strongest and weakest but kind of strongest 
in each tribe so far, not physically, but just overall game. Like who's had you know, the strongest gameplay of each tribe. Okay. Um, I can go first. Just to, uh, as far as like castaway that stuck out, basically strongest. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, are we good? For me, um, Tevin and the Nami tribe stuck out to me the most. I feel like just based off of some of like he opened the show with that monologue um seems to be a very strong social player i think that he stuck out to me the most and i think is gonna be somebody that will be at the end in the game in yanu the purple tribe q stuck out to me the most as just level-headed physical social just kind of the whole package there. And for Sega, less memorable people so far. Um, but I think Ben, Ben kind of seemed to be the guy that really drove and brought the energy for the tribe and kind of kept that camaraderie that I was talking about earlier. So those are the kind of the three that stuck out for me. I I'm uh, similar in some of the, on I think maybe one or two of the picks. Um, I definitely liked Tevin. I think like you said, him opening and all. I, he was gonna be my pick, and I always hate kind of saying the same people. So somebody else that I would um, kind of that kind of stood out to me on Nami was Soda. I thought her personality and the willingness to kind of work with people and being open to strategy and I think she had a fairly good understanding of the game as well. Um, maybe not as vocal about it quite yet, but I think she kind of stood out for me on that. Um, on Yanu, I definitely think for me, I think it had to be Tiffany with uh, kind of Finding that immunity idol, I think the initiative there to kind of get that going and having the alliance set up already, I think kind of stood out to me on that squad. And then on Sega, I was going to say Mar uh, Maria with how she pressed at the at the journey challenge. I thought, I think her strategic and kind of potential there could be... Um, Kind of a, kind of exciting, and she's clearly come to play, so is ready. So those are the kind of three that stood out for me on the on the teams. I'm with you on a couple, and got a couple different ones as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody that you guys have said, you can make an argument for. On Nami, for me, I was going to go with Hunter. Um, I think he's not necessarily as outgoing to where he's going to jump out and be kind of the focal point person. Um, but I think he did a good job of recognizing that. And cause he talked about how he doesn't like the singing and I think he will probably find soda a little obnoxious. I could see her getting under some people's skin. Um, but then he kind of played up hunter played up the fact that like hey i 
I like the singing. I'm just not any good at it. Like, can you teach me? And like willing to humble himself a little bit in front of Tevin to say, Hey, like, let's, let's join up. So I thought like that kind of, he's got the strength and the, the social side of things. Um, Siga, I would probably go with Maria as well. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Less memorable. Um, I like Mariah. She's fun. Um, I actually hope she does really well, but I think Maria is is definitely going to be the strongest player there. Um, on Yanu, the only other person that I was thinking about was Kinsey. I think Kinsey is going to be a huge social threat and kind of has potential to be like a, almost like a puppet master of sorts because she seems to be friends with everybody and willing to talk to whoever and just seems super approachable. So um, I don't know that I would necessarily say she's the strongest. I think Tiffany probably is for me, but Kinsey was kind of my other standout person there. I like it. I like it. I think, I, and like I said at the beginning of the episode, I think the, the, the season's cast has a ton of potential and I'm I'm super excited for it. Uh I think the personalities that we're going to get I think will bring a lot to to this season. So absolutely excited to see it play out. Um so that was kind of a survivor of the week. I don't know if we want to name one person. The other thing I thought about we did kind of early last season was pick a winner i uh i would be confident to pick a winner tonight oh dang now the real question is is the winner that you are about to pick on your team that you drafted last episode um unfortunately no but that's okay it do you guys have a winner pick? Ooh, um, I could come up with one. I'd be willing to to throw down. Yeah, I mean, uh, worst case scenario, you do what I did last season and you have three of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be willing to. Logan, do you have one in mind? Uh, I can come up with one if you uh, if you want to start uh, kick us off. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick us off. And I'm I'm between two. I'm not gonna say the second one because it might be one of yours. Um, but I'll say the second one is from the Yanu tribe. But the first one, and it's not who I just said stood out from the Yanu tribe, which is a very weird thing to say. But my winner pick is going to be. Tevin. I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I and it. I just think there's something special about you if you have the honor of opening a season with a monologue or a confessional. I that that stuck out to me. Like he is going to be very important in this game. 
And I think he might be the winner. I think he's going to be able to navigate the game from a social standpoint at a very high level. He can he can be a, a physical threat when he needs to. And I have no doubt in my mind that he is going to be able to lead the way strategically. So I think Tevin is going to win the game. I like it. I'm kind of in the same boat as you as kind of between two people. Um, one of mine was going to be Tevin. So I will say the other person on my, on my list. And I'm curious to see if it was who you were thinking. But for me, I am going to say Tiffany. Um, I think f- having and finding the idol first episode it really shows that she did come to play i think she has a lot of potential there to kind of use that in her advantage obviously and it'll be it'll be a a fun exciting not necessarily twist but addition to the game so early as well so i'm i'm going to say tiffany yeah, I was toying around with Tiffany too. Um, and I like I like the the Tevin pick. I mean, that's an easy one, I think, because I just can't imagine CBS putting you as the initial voice and the initial confessional if you weren't going to be in the game for a while. Um, however, don't think either one of those are going to be the winner. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to go with Banu. Okay. Okay. I think he is going to get his emotions in check, but I think he is going to be so likable and people are going to love his story that if he makes it to the end, He's a shoe in. That's a solid like pick. It. All solid yeah. picks. We, we are. Pro- we should probably write this down. So I'll let you do that. Logan, you were Tiffany. I was. Brandon was. Tevin. All right. So. I did not pick somebody from my team. Logan did pick somebody from his team. And Brandon, you did not pick somebody on your team. So I have faith in my team. What do I say? Well, <laughs> I would really, if I were you. You really <laughs> had a slam dunk with Jelinski. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm already a man down. <laughs> Day late and a dollar short. oh well i don't know that i have anything else would it you guys have anything i got nothing i think that wraps it closes out brandon thank you so much for listening to the merge feast this week remember all of our episodes are now on youtube so if youtube is something that you would rather use as a platform to listen to our podcast 
every episode from the very first episode to all of our future episodes are now available to listen to on YouTube. And our uh, YouTube channel is The Merge Feast, youtube.com slash at The Merge Feast. And you'll pull us up. We'll also have a link in the description. Thank you for listening. See you next time.